The Rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook by using promo code RTRS and brought to you by Body Bio. Get 20% off your order of Gut Plus or anything else at Body Bio with code RTRS20 at bodybio.com. Adam Kasabi, the official realtor of the process at processrealtor.com and stateside Urban Craft Vodka, home of the vodka, the uh, the uh, Surfside, the uh, the Black Label Bourbon, the official sponsor of the Corner 3 newsletter with Zoe, statesidevodka.com. On the show today, the Sixers beat the Pelicans in what felt like a very strange game to me. I'm curious to see Mike's vibe because I don't know what my vibe is. That is after beating the Hornets, an excellent Tobias performance versus the Hornets. Not so much, not so much, not so much Ricky Bump against the Pelicans. Thunder. Uh, thunder, thunder, thunder. That's what I meant. Why did I write hornets? Why did I say hornets? I said hornets because I wrote hornets. Thunder. You want yeah. to disrespect my thunder. Yeah, I'm not trying to disrespect. Um, as well, uh, we'll get to the voicemail and the mailbag, and we will finally get to the Ringer Top 100 and where the Sixers sit in those rankings. I did mention stateside Urban Craft Vodka. It's not just the vodka. The vodka is incredible, of course, and based right there in Philadelphia. But the Surfside Iced Tea and Vodka, which, as I've heard from uh, my sister-in-law, Paige, she was like, you know, the Surfside is the best one of those. I was like, I know. It's just the right sweetness. Only 100 calories, just the right sweetness, and no carbonation because iced tea does not have carbonation. There is the vodka. There is the sodas. There's the Black Label Bourbon. Go to statesidevodka.com. You got to be 21 or Older. Without any further ado, Amos and the chef. Larry, sweetie, the man is here. We will write y'all. Hey, instead of the normal intro here, for those who are watching live, this is the Rice Ricky Sanchez podcast. Uh, just made aware as we started about DeMar Hamlin, the uh, Buffalo Bills player who um, was taken off uh, from the game in an ambulance. Um, apparently, CJ said before he has a pulse but was not breathing on his own. That was the last update. So um, they've they've paused that game. So if, if for anybody who's watching live, if you're listening tomorrow, this obviously doesn't mean anything. But for anybody who's watching live, obviously, uh, our prayers are there for DeMar Hamlin. Football is a uh, incredibly uh, dangerous and violent sport and um, hope DeMar ends up uh, okay. Um, Mike, uh, Mike, Mike had not seen what was going on clearly by looking at me. No. Hmm. That's, that's scary. Yeah. Yeah. He got, it was, I only saw the play uh, once as, as we were signing on and he got hit and it looked like he stood up and then he collapsed and then they brought him off the field. But that is, um, that is all we know. They have the the game temporarily uh, uh, paused right now. It doesn't know if they'll continue it tonight or not. So, um, 
Being that we don't know anything more on that, we will go over to uh, the Sixers, who uh, won tonight. I have to tell you, I, like, it was a, a vibeless game uh, to me. I like, I, I, I walked away from it. It was one of these games where Embiid scored at will again. Harden occasionally looked good and occasionally looked like he couldn't get by people again. Maxi is still working his way back and had did have a couple of moments where he had that burst. But overall, I continue to watch them wondering if I will feel some sort of like identity is good win against a good team. Zion got hurt at the end there. They're missing Brandon Ingram, but like I walk away from it, not really knowing what to feel from it. I'm curious what you do. Well, New Orleans is a better team without Brandon Ingram. I feel so strongly (laughs) about that. I feel like, like visibly vibrantly strongly that they're a better team without Brandon Ingram. There's a chance that he will help wins them a playoff game or two because he can shoot over anybody and get his own shot and stuff. But I think overall they're a better, more holistic team with a Zion CJ thing and just like guys who are athletic and defend and all that shit. Um, you know, I feel somewhat stupid. I have to take the trash out. I feel somewhat <laughs> stupid. Um, when I, Right, I write these little little notes to myself mm-hmm. during a game, and I'm like typing them up. I'm like, and Beach should be doing this, and Beach should be doing this, and then I'll get like frustrated. I, I I pretty much blame the whole rebounding thing on Embiid, and that's not fair, but it it is part of it, and we can talk about that in a bit. But I criticize him in my little notes, and then I'll just hear Kate go like, "Up, oh, and that's another forty point game for Joel." Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, "Wow, fuck, man, he's very good. He's very, very good. He he basically just decides to score twenty points every first quarter." Yep. That's it's at like, least 15. I think yeah, he's gonna do, and six. Yeah, I'm gonna quarter. do it. I was yep. gonna just give me the ball. Let me get my let me get my 15 or 20. It's it's very impressive. Um I think he's currently in a you know, he shot over 40% from three in December. Um he was two of three tonight. Like it, the the this is the best I've seen to like visually, maybe not statistically, but visually, it feels like I'm more confident in in him as a three-point shooter than ever. He doesn't take as many of them as as I would like, and we've talked about that. But um, I wish he would take five. Yeah, for sure. Know? Yeah, but it seems like he feels comfortable. The ones he does take, he has mm-hmm. taken them for a reason. I don't think he likes getting closed out on. He'd rather have a guy close to him and then yep. go, "Okay, you're far enough away for me to for me to shoot it over you." Um, yeah, I mean, the he. I mean, he got a triple double just because he felt like it in the Thunder game. That was pretty cool. Like he's just really very good. He's really very very good. Um, and then I just have like criticism. I know I have one more one more positive thing where like Zion got going. It'll, Zion's kind of like a weird player in that in a bunch of ways. But in the weird in that like he'll have like six points at half, and then he'll just score like twenty two in a quarter. And and he definitely got comfortable. Um, I think it was in the in their second or the third um, where he got hot, but. I think it was in the third because I, I don't think he looked good at all in the first half. Honestly, he looked like he was uh, he like he if if his thing isn't working, it doesn't like it looks like pretty chaotic and clumsy and and turnover prone. But yeah. once it starts going, it seems like impossible to stop. Yeah, know? he made a few bad passes tonight. He doesn't usually do that quite as much, or at least the games I've seen. Um, and I watch him a lot because he's my favorite player to watch right now. But um, he he just sort of like takes his time a little bit and gets a feel for the game. And for, there were a couple of times when Joel was in where he was just like, I'm not going to the rim. Joel's very good. And it was like impressive on Joel's part to be like, 
he is Zion is a guy that people, you know, consider unstoppable. And a lot of times he is. Um, but Joel's presence, even though he wasn't covering him, deterred a lot of Zion's takes, which is which is impressive. And then and then Zion got going and took it at him a couple times and finished really strong. And he's just an incredible player. But um can can I make one point about the Embiid scoring thing before sure. you move on? Mm-hmm. There are currently seven players in the NBA averaging thirty points or more a game, and I looked over the like the last forty years, and there's never been more than three. And a lot of years, there's either one or zero. Uh-huh. And it does feel like almost like with quarterbacking, how like when you look at quarterback ratings now, you look at the top twenty all-time quarterback ratings, and most of them are like quarterbacks from the last 15 years Mm because Jared Goff is in there, Jimmy Garoppolo is in there, all that kind of stuff. And it's all these different things they've done to the game. You like, you look at John Elway, John Elway's quarterback ratings first 10 years was like 80, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and you never saw, and now it seems like Derek Carr just got benched. His quarterback ratings 86. It feels like everything they've done with the game has sort of like coalesced into this now scoring overall with the skill the players have gotten and the way that they've changed the game scoring has become like for the good ones like almost mechanical like it's become there's there's part of the the joel thing he's great player obviously but like he just he can get a 14 foot jumper whenever he wants and he makes it whenever he wants. And I, I, it's sort of the game has changed in a way with scoring where it's not that I don't appreciate the scoring. I do. I, I truly appreciate the scoring. It's, it's great, but it does seem like because scoring seems a little bit easier, it's easier for me to focus on the things that he doesn't do maybe and maybe it's because we watch him every game yeah. but like that's when when i think about the rebounding or i you know or or what or the turnovers or or whatever it is the scoring just seems like it's like a given at this point with him yeah and that's a testament to how just how like casually consistently good he is mm-hmm. and a, a level of like a little bit taking for granted that that we are doing with him even though we yep. try not to like yeah i mean we've done this before we've done like a joel retrospective like think about how good he is constantly type of thing. But like guy didn't play his first two years. There yeah. was not, there was not certainty that, and that when people talk about like why MB doesn't get as much like positive publicity as like a Giannis or a Jokic or whatever, or Duran or LeBron, any of those guys, um, obviously the not having sustained postseason success is the main thing for sure. And it's, and it's frustrating because like, dude, he missed his first two seasons in the league. Like, that's un that's unheard of to come back from that and be an, an MVP candidate and a multi-time all-star. And he's gonna go down as one of the like either the best or one of the best players in franchise history. Like, and he missed his first two years. And he was Sam Hinkie's first full, like he got Hinkie got drafted, got drafted in the 2013. He was the 2013 GM. But like as far as like had a full ride with him like beginning day and that was, that was the first like okay here's our here's our move and to take mb to the beginning of the process like there's unbelievable levels of like how did this work how did this right. work out? how is like, he still here playing basketball how's he still here playing basketball so yeah. many so many regimes later so much so many trades and bullshit and chaos and all that stuff think about and, how tired we are right like he was he was yeah. in the in the middle of it the entire time you know? anyway let's yeah. criticize him so yeah. yes <laughs> um does he think he's a point guard 
Does he think he's a point, ball up too much? Does he think he's a point guard? Let's he be honest. Are yeah, we doing a Ben good. Simmons thing again where you have to start calling him beat a point guard? Like, what's going on? He has to stop dribbling so much. He has to stop dribbling so much. He doesn't need to. Go post up or go go, you know, seal at the nail or something at the elbow, anything. Do not, you shouldn't be taking more than like three dribbles of possession. Like we just, you don't need to do it. You can, and sometimes it works, but you don't need to do it. It's frustrating. And obviously he's got to make easier passes. When he started doing that later in the, in the game, it was very successful. But earlier in the game, he's, he's like displaying his like Jonah Bolden's jump shot level touch on his passes, which is infuriating. He's so good. <laughs> That's right. I feel like an idiot. But uh, he, there's just simple things that he could do less of that that all of a sudden uh, makes it, you know, may, would make him just a more efficient player. But he's incredible. 42 points and 24 shots, a plus 10, you know. The stat lines are always going to be there. But my thing is with Joel, like, he didn't get to line as much tonight as he could have, and there were foul calls that he wanted and stuff. But well, he had, did, did he have eight free throws or 10? 10. 10. The, the, it's a lot. It's still a lot, but yeah. not as much for, you know, not under his average. Yeah. But the, the frustrating thing is like when he doesn't get those calls and Harden's the same way, except obviously Harden is not nearly as important to the defense as Joel is. When, when Embiid doesn't get those calls, he's just like laying on the stanchion and it's a layup at the other end or a three at the other end. And it's like, I, I would like him, especially as we get closer to like playoffs and games that matter to find a way to not just take bad shots going at the basket and assuming a foul will come either like only go when you have it or kick it out and start over or don't just go like flying in because don't like give yourself up in a way that like you're like selling out for this play because if you miss or if they don't get the call then that then that's a huge swing going the other direction and then it happens too much and this team is incredible like I am baffled. I feel this way about the Eagles too. Like I watched the Eagles defense and aside from occasional, like excellent cornerback play and all the sacks on the defensive line, like I'm baffled that the Eagles have the best or one of the best defenses in the league because they just give up so much. And I watched with the Sixers, the same thing. And I'm like, I'm watching them be like, I'm back. How, how are they like the second ranked defense? Because I think their mistakes and maybe the Eagles mistakes also are so glaring yeah. Like the obvious stuff is there and, and there's never like a, oh, well, like that was a bit of a mistake. It's more, it's, it's like a very obvious mistake or it's, or it's like good defense. It, it's hard to, hard to reckon with that. I'll be honest with you. I don't think they're the second best defense in the NBA. I, the, the stats aside, like I, I'm, I'm a lot you, of it is three point shooting. Yeah. It's for sure. I'm, I'm watching it and I'm just, I'm just not buying it. I think, I think what, I think that the thing that has, has made me a little, um, uh, uncomfortable in the last couple of close games is like their offense down the stretch. Yeah, just looks completely chaotic, and yeah. and I think I think that is when the your turn, my turn thing doesn't quite work because Harden does not have that juice at the end of game. They're like when it, when the defense is really playing, exactly, he yes. doesn't really have the juice to get by people, yeah. and then beats the center, and he puts the ball on the floor, and he ends up fumbling it away. And there was a couple of possessions tonight where it didn't look like anybody wanted to shoot again, and someone was wide open and drove into the center lane again. And that's that's really what sort of bothers me is that there doesn't seem to be any sort of like flow to their offense when the defense starts trying. 
Well, I think the de- talking about defense a little bit. I, I want to talk about the the crunch time offense when I talk about Harden. But like, okay, the defense I thought tonight was very good, and I think Matisse was a big reason for that for his minutes, and I think he was great against SGA. Um, held him to his lowest scoring output of mm-hmm. the season, um, and CJ was good, but not as excellent as he was uh, last time. He's only played eight minutes. It honestly felt like more. Um, but they, you know, Melton had a bunch of a bunch of like deflections and steals. Harden a couple of good steals. I think like when the defense is taking chances and like active hands and making some plays happen, they had six blocks. That's that's high for them. Nine steals. Like there was a Trez had a good a couple of good steals. I thought that was nice. Like a couple of those kinds of moments can can sort of like um, beget more activity and and so even when the team is you know they forced 17 turnovers tonight like that's 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 big and the pelicans shot well um which, which helps it so i think like you know we talk i'm gonna talk about the moc article in a second um the rebound i would like i would like for them the rebounding article but i would like for them to play matisse more i just think like how how bad and, and how hurt pj tucker is um melton is excellent he's one of my favorite players ever and has been for years been one of my favorite players but now he's on the Sixers like exactly as ever he's just so good man he's always making the play like you need a three off a long rebound like he's got it you need to steal an opportune time he's got it you need a rebound in traffic like absolutely the only guy that I trust to come down with a big rebound on this team 100% Melton he's awesome and but when he's sitting like you need somebody out there to like create create some havoc and I thought Matisse he's gonna he's gonna get some fouls he's gonna be annoying I thought how bad PJ has been on offense Matisse is starting to look a little more comfortable as a three-point shooter, hit three in the other game. Like he looks it's look, it's minimal. It's minimal stuff. But like he's just got to be willing to take it. And like I need him to become more of a lob guy. I need it. I need it. I need Matisse to become more of a lob guy. Because no one on this team is uh, no one else on this team is athletic except for like Matisse and like sometimes Tobias and Montrez if like no one is around. If nobody is it within 20 feet of him, Montrez can jump, but otherwise not. Um and it's just be nice to have some vertical spacing there because nobody else gets it. Um, and that's why the floor looks so cramped sometimes. Um, okay. Wait. wait. We we gotta, yes. Uh, we'll we, talk we about get... the rebounding article after. After. Oh. Yeah. Vegas Mike. Sorry. The return of Vegas Mike. Here we go. Now, Vegas Mike, I don't normally I'm asking you like a pick or something like that. By the way, our same game parlay lost tonight for DraftKings. It was uh, Sixers minus three and a half, which we hit. Uh, Joel and B double double, which I believe we hit, yep. right? But over Tobias 15.5 and over mm. Harden assist 9.5. And I don't think mm. we hit either of those. So mm. um, we love same game parlays. Now, Mike, but here here is my Vegas Mike question. Last time when I talked to you about the DraftKings sportsbook, championship odds for the NBA. And we revealed that the Nets were the second shortest odds at plus 600. Mm-hmm. You scoffed. They look pretty fucking good. Of course they do. Are you sure you're scoffing at their plus 600 second shortest odds? I'm still scoffing at it because it's sustaining this feels very difficult mm-hmm. because as soon as something else happens or something goes wrong or somebody wakes up and reads an article, then like something weird could happen. But like, of course they look good. No one ever thought that like the nets weren't going to look good when all their players were playing. Yeah. Like just, they're really good. They're a bunch of really good players on the team. Uh, and they have defenders and shooters to like surround those guys. And Duran is still healthy and playing incredible basketball. So hmm. when all those things are happening, they're healthy. They're not reading any articles and they're like around. 
then yeah, they're very good. But I not watching any movies on Amazon. No, you can't do it. <laughs> Turn it off. Like you know, you need you, they need to like a institute like a when you're on like a like a trip with camp and you need like okay lights out at like ten. Yeah, like they need like they're For you got to sure. go to bed. Everybody go to bed. Put the phones down. I'll collect Jacques Vaughn collecting them in a basket. The Sixers and Pels actually the same odds at plus eighteen hundred. Uh, we mentioned our same game parlay. You can pick yours. You don't have to do ours. You can do your own same game parlay at DraftKings Sportsbook. And if you use code RTRS, RTRS, if you're a new user, place any five dollar NBA bet and get two hundred bucks in free bets, win or lose. That is win or lose. Love DraftKings. The app is clean. Easy to put money in. Easy to take money out. Build your own same game parlays. Add as many legs as you want. Like get the odds longer again download the app now top rated app use code rtrs new customers bet five bucks on the nba and get two hundred dollars in free bets instantly it's code rtrs only a DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nba minimum agent eligibility restrictions apply see show notes for details did you want to talk about mike's article yeah so mike, mike o'connor who writes for the ricky wrote a good go. article uh, that i've been looking forward to about like why the Sixers uh, rebounding on both ends is so bad. Mm-hmm. Because it's not like they're pounding the offensive glass and transition defense is good. And it's not like they're constantly leaking out after shooter after like contesting a shot and their and their transition offense is so good. They're bad at all of it. They're bad at everything. Yeah. It's inexplicable how they must they must be so good at tra- at half court defense and reasonably good at half court offense because they don't do enough of the other stuff enough and a lot of that is because they sh- they've been shooting well from three they've been um and has been hitting you know they get to the line obviously and has been hitting a million uh mid-range jumpers all that stuff but they're not going to go anywhere if they're tra- if they're rebounding is this bad there's not like too often they just let up shit and it's a lot of it is because they're not that athletic a lot of it is because um they don't have the effort like once again we do it but Embiid is now uh, having the worst season of his career rebounding statistically um, and the watching the games uh, confirms that. I think he just has like terrible instincts on the glass and they're getting worse. I don't know if it's a conserving energy thing or he's doing so much offensively or whatever it is. It looks, it looks like it and it's bad and it's, and it's tough to watch as like freaking Billy Hernan Gomez outmaneuvers Embiid for rebounds. Like that's embarrassing. Like it shouldn't be yeah. that way. It, it really shouldn't it, be that way. It's one of those things where Mike's article really lines up with what you watch. Mm-hmm. Like when you're watching it, it doesn't seem like this is just a uh, a strategic thing where they're doing X, which is allowing Y. Like they are bad at it. Uh, yeah. They're bad at defensive rebounding. They're bad at offensive rebounding. They're bad at all of it. And that the defensive rebounding is the one for me that is obviously the most frustrating totally because it is it is really just effort and execution like uh, their their athleticism and personnel and personnel and and personnel sure but but with Embiid Tucker I don't know Harden's a pretty decent rebounding guard I just I guess I just feel like they they could they could be mid-pack pretty easily it would seem like Embiid's never been an awesome rebounder but he's never been as bad as he's been this year yeah for sure yeah and so MOC's pitch is to play especially games when they're getting you know demolished on the boards i i understand and i don't agree with it it's very clear that doc doesn't trust b-ball paul at the five yeah um not at all not at all even when he's playing him and he's playing well he's just like he's he he, doc to b-ball paul is like me to tress 
Like he's watching him. He does a good thing. He's like, but something bad's about to happen. Like right. I, it's, we're the same in that. And yeah. with, except I'm right. And he's wrong. Um, <laughs> and, but MOC is like, just play him at the four for like a handful of minutes at a time. Get some, get some junk offensive rebounds. He's, he's the best rebounder on the team. Uh, he can out rebound power forwards. And, and if, if Embiid's still on the court, you know, play him at the four with Embiid. Because it's not like there's guys, I mean, the, the, the answer, the reason not to do that is because like, well, he's not really a shooting threat. But like, how many guys are we playing that's not a shooting threat? Matisse, not really a shooting threat. Right. PJ's definitely not a shooting threat. There's guys, you know, that you don't want to shoot. Dan House shouldn't be a shooting threat, uh, but is taking those step backs. So he thinks he's a shooting threat. Yep. Um, and there's just ways to, make it work at least for little stretches at a time. No one's saying like in crunch time, do it uh, when you're like, you know, up one or something, but no, like but when you're getting murdered, when you're getting murdered on the board, yeah. give it a look. Like that's, that's the thing that frustrates me about talk is that he's not trying stuff. He's just so will, like, so like solid in what he's like stubborn and in, in like who he's playing and who's in the rotation and who's not. He'll never go to like, Oh, this guy had a good practice. So like he's in like, and this guy's struggling, so he's out. It's only B-Ball Paul that he takes out with that. It's only, it's only B-Ball Paul in those things. And so I would love to see some, obviously, you know, on brand for myself, uh, some B-Ball Paul at the four here and there, just to give them a little a little juice of energy. Like, he's the thing about him in, in these games, like, he, he'll miss a rotation on defense for sure, but, like, he's not at a point anymore offensively where he's trying to do too much. Like, he has been reined in as far as, like, in when he's playing regular rotation minutes where he's like doing dribble handoffs with Melton or whoever. And he's just like rolling to the rim and rebounding and getting back. And like there's stuff he's got to figure out obviously, but there's no reason why he hasn't earned like a couple minutes a game here and there when the team needs some, needs some juice. Um, and it's then the a, other thing is, is obviously MOC also talked about like making a trade, which would, yeah. which would be helpful. But I, I think Trez, Trez is a bad rebounder and like constantly gets out rebounded by whoever he's not boxing out he's not out jumping anybody that that's like a main thing um but it'd be nice also for them to have like a three four who could actually jump like melton is a, is one of the best guard rebounders in the league and even i'll give him like wing rebounders but he's still not so big that he can like go up against like jalen brown or no you know, he's slight he, he's jones a, or whatever yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and Tobias has never been a, a particularly strong rebounder. Yeah, right? like he's a six rebound a game guy. Yeah, um, it, it it is amazing when you look at their <clears throat> when you look at the roster that there isn't aside from Paul Reed there isn't really anybody on the roster that you can look at and slide into that spot and think that you're getting something out yeah. of it. Really, no. you know? Yeah, I mean, like you you look at like Bobby Portis on Milwaukee, and he yeah. just like vacuums up everything. Yeah everything he is such a weapon on the team i was not a bobby portis guy early in his career and he's become an excellent rebounder and like he's extended his range and he can get you a bucket like when when like Giannis isn't in the game like he's just a really really he shoots a thousand percent against us he's just a really really good player and the sixers have have nobody like that that is a two-way player on that on that level he's turned himself into a decent defensive player too like it's it's he's great um and the level of like him and Peter Tucker have the similar like, okay, I'm going to be like physical guy. I'm going to be like getting the muck and, and not get pushed, pushed around and stuff. But Peter Tucker can't jump anymore. And Bobby yeah. Portis can't. And like, that's the difference. And we're paying Peter Tucker for two years after this one. And he's not going to get more athletic. Well, I, th I think the amazing thing about Bobby Portis is that that is a player who hit, got the right team at the right age. Yeah and figured it out at the right time. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then has found a an actual role, a player who thought he was 
should have been more than he actually is, you know, in terms of a scorer. He was like a guy that you watched always, you know, like I, I would have been terrified to pass to that guy earlier in his career because he wanted to shoot it all the time. But man, like talk about finding the right place at the right time. Bobby Portis is certainly that, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. So Harden. Yeah. And this, this is not a good matchup for Harden. You this, couldn't get by anybody. It's tough. Tough, like there's so many wings and arms and stuff, yeah. and even Jose Alvarado, who's small, is is going to make it hard on him. He wasn't as good tonight as he as Alvarado was a couple a couple games ago. Um, but it's such an interesting thing watching. Like, okay, he's having trouble getting by getting by guys early, and then like watching him, like the ecosystem of his game, like what affects other parts of his game, like. Finally, in tonight's game, Doc is staggering James and Joel, which is good, yep. which is good and which is necessary um, because there's just no reason to have a lineup of a game when they're both not out there. Like you can choose that. That's you don't have to not do it. And Doc was choosing to not do it for a while. And that was dumb. And so it's good that play at least one of your good players at a time. Like, I don't know. I don't know how to make that more of a complicated just, point. Just, just, just to, to I, I guess, uh, devil's advocate a little bit. Like, these are two guys who do need to, to figure out, who need minutes to play together to, to, to figure it out. So I, totally. I, get, I get both things. I do get both things. But, but you yeah. don't have to, but you can. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Um, so I'm watching these games when Embiid's not on there. And... It's hardened on the court. And it's like, how are they going to generate offense? What is it going to look like? And I've liked a lot of the Harden Niang pick and roll, pick and pop, because Niang can get it up so quickly and shoots it high and doesn't matter who's in his face. Um, he was great tonight, by the way. Um, but it's like so much of Harden's game is predicated upon the step back. And I don't like it. I don't like it. It's not my thing. But when he makes one, yeah. It changes how they defend him so much. And he makes one and he makes one and they always foul him on it. And when they foul him, I know it's going to go in. It's so yeah. bizarre. I, I was trying to figure out the internet doesn't have like a good source for it. So if someone can find what the answer is, I feel like Harden is at least close to all time leader in four point plays because they foul him constantly shooting threes. Jamal Crawford was apparently up there for a while, but it was, there's different sites that have different things and none of them yeah. seemed like legitimate. Um, uh, Harden has his ranked number one on interbasket.net. I know. I don't know what that is. It doesn't no. feel like that's anything. I don't know. It's the number one Google result. I, I did the same Google result. I did the same Google. I didn't, I didn't trust it. Anyway, so he hits, he hits a step back and all of a sudden, then he can go, now you're worried about the step back and you're worried about fouling me on the step back. So yeah. then I can sort of mesmerize you into that like sleep dribble into a blow by which he did on Jackson Hayes, who's very athletic, had a nice play blocking uh, Maxi at, at the rim. Anybody hardened, despite the fact that he's old and slow, has then blown by Jackson Hayes for a layup because of him being scared of, of, of the step back. Okay, so then, he, so then he beats the guy off the dribble. And then it's like, well, we can't just let him do that. And so then they send a double. And as soon as they start sending doubles, I am the happiest person in the world. Right. Because... All game, I'm just be begging them to double James. Please beg, especially when, when Joel's not on the court. And when Joel's also when he is on the court, great. But when he's not on the court, it seems like they want, teams want to double him. And are, and I'm just so happy for that because that's how they get their offense. Harden is obviously the only player on this team that can make Montrez look like an NBA player. 
he was rolling he was finishing pretty nice game for him i guess a few nice short roll kickouts that was fine good um but if that double comes they just can't do anything if they and that's why i'm worried about in the playoffs i think they're going to just switch everything onto harden or hedge and get back or something but in regular season games they double harden he says thank you i say thank you and then he finds either a rolling big or a kick out or Melton, you know, at the at the wing extended or Niang or whatever. But it's so interesting that like all of Harden's game informs the other parts. And as soon as he hits one step back, if it's early enough, then like that opens up the drive, which opens up a double, which opens up pocket passes to Joel and or whoever when he's out there. And it's really impressive to see and impressive that he still commands so much respect from the other teams. I wouldn't, if I was advising those other teams, I would say don't double and it doesn't matter if he hits one step back. It's fine. I'd let him do it, but I'm happy for them to do it. And he, and he really still is an incredible passer and makes a, a ton of beautiful passes. And it, there's no reason why, as you said before, for them to ex- go exclusively ISO in the last four minutes of games, because that eliminates every all those advantages that we just talked about. Like it's just, it's just totally unnecessary. Run your offense with Joel and, and James in crunch time because it, because it works. It works, especially then that's especially when you want to be running offense and to go away from it, I think is really stupid. I, I have a, a hardened thing uh, to follow up on what you said right after we talk about gut plus from body bio. Mm. Gut plus, you are a, I haven't taken it. I haven't taken mine yet tonight and I will take uh. it right after this podcast. Gut Plus is the only gut supplement you need. You, but you've heard about probiotics, right? Well, here's the thing. Your body makes probiotics. You don't have to take a probiotic. And the probiotic that you're taking probably isn't the right one for your body. You have that bloat. You want to be more regular. You want a gut supplement. Body Bio has Gut Plus. It's brand new. What it does is, is very simply, it gets rid of the bad bacteria in your body. That's what the prebiotic in Gut Plus does. Allows your body to create its own probiotics. And then it has a postbiotic in it, which comes and gets rid of all of those bad symptoms. If you were to take one gut supplement, Gut Plus is the only one that you need. Just I really it. do vouch for it. And it's weird yep. to, to vouch as hard as I do. But yep. but you're, you've had gut problems? I've had, I'm life? a gut guy. Yep. And I went to John and Colleen's for New Year's. Mm-hmm. And John made baked ziti. Mm. And there's a ton of cheese in baked ziti. Yep. And I didn't have to take a lactate or anything. I just have been taking gut plus and I was totally fine. I was totally fine that night and the next morning, totally fine. Seriously has done a number of great things for my little duties. There you go. But that's the only... That's the only endorsement you need. Only endorsement you need. The only endorsement you need. Uh, Big ZD. Big ZD. Go to bodybio.com. Use code RTRS20. You'll get 20% off Gut Plus or Elite or any liposomal vitamin C, any of the other ones we've talked about. Again, bodybio.com. Use code RTRS20. Get 20% off of Gut Plus. We love Body Bio. Body Bio, Body Bio, Body Bio. Um, what you were saying about Harden is sort of like, what I was saying earlier in the year where like if he's making threes, all of a sudden it's it's good. It does change everything for him because he he does not on its own have the it was funny. Uh, Dave Hartley texted me the other day. He's like, I don't know. It seems like Harden does have burst. And it, it really isn't that it's really about how they're playing him. Yeah. And if he hits a couple of those shots, they play him completely differently. Yeah. Um, and one thing, he it, did, it's the balance because they, they, yes. they are all of a sudden it's, it goes from them, them being like 
I, I can keep up with you if you go by. I'm still quick enough to slide my feet to where if they're on their toes, then all of a sudden that's harder to do for them because they're anticipating a step back. Yep. And and uh, one thing he did do tonight uh, a couple of times, which I thought was good, which I, I feel like he's done more, is he's been more willing to take spot up um, and catch and shoot threes mm-hmm. rather than off the dribble, which I think yeah. is is super important, especially if he's going to be on the floor with Maxi, because Maxi's going to do it, then Harden's got to do it too. Yeah. So it was a like a overall a, a, a I thought a, a pretty good Harden game had its moments, but you could definitely tell that before that step back went in, he couldn't do anything. And then all of a sudden it changed his entire game when he did. You're completely right on that. Yeah, it's very weird. He's a very interesting player at this stage in his career. Yep. Um, and I wonder if that was, if, if this was maybe true earlier, but he always just had like enough speed and quickness to, to get in front of somebody. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't have it anymore unless they are sort of worried about the step back. And so, yeah, I mean, he's not, it's crazy how they used to cover him, man. Do you, do you think about that sometimes? They used to cover him like just next, standing next to him. Standing on one side. Standing on one side. That's unbelievable that he was that good, that he forced people to cover him in the yeah. dumbest way imaginable. Yep. Yeah. And uh, and he just doesn't have that stuff anymore. But but when he hits one, it starts to look interesting. And he was and he was pretty good tonight. I thought he just had, had a tough start, but I thought he was, yeah, I thought he was pretty good. Yeah. Um, well, you know, it's a, a, a win at home. I'm, I'm looking at the next. So I was going to ask... Um, now, did Coach Mike make the nine-in-a-row pop proclamation, or was that normal Mike? Um, the demand. Well, it wasn't Vegas Mike, because, again, it no. wasn't a prediction. No. Um, I, think, I think it was... I think it was regular Mike. I think uh, it was, like, des- desperation Mike. Okay. I think it was, like, you need... We need this. We all do. So, looking at their next... Court, I can't years. believe they lost the Wizards. Of course they did. I almost asked Tobias about it. Like, did you fuck... Yeah. Did you lose to fuck with me, bud? It would have been funny to play him the video, play him the CJ edit of you demanding the nine, and then it would have been funny. Tobias was great, but not great tonight, by the way. Did have no, three... this a little bit disappeared. I thought he was good on defense, but just kind of offensively not doing it. He had one, uh, Embiid was wide open for a, an alley-oop that Tobias like just inexplicably didn't give him, and Joel was like very clearly pissed about it like on the court. It was almost like the Thunder game was bad for him because he he got to be old Tobias a little bit for the yeah. Thunder game and maybe maybe one, he did. one attempt, one three in thirty one minutes is pretty yeah. rough. Did but he has had three dunks three in dunks. two games yep. since the podcast. <laughs> yes. So I and someone asked on Twitter like, is he? Do you think he has thought about you when he mm-hmm. did those? And I was like, absolutely, a hundred percent, a hundred percent, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yes, he should we be. Have, he should point to the camera. We he have should have, have a little it. little note in his pocket. And he can just hold up and say, like, that was for you, Mike, or something, anything. I'm counting his fucking dunks. Every pot, I want a dunk counter. How many dunks is he up to then? Uh, I haven't looked, but how many did he said, did I say he had the other day? It's three more than that. I don't remember. But it's definitely. uh, You got got to have that ready for that. All right, I'll have it ready. So the next 10, if we're including that game, so that was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10. Yeah. Okay. So let's say they're one and oh, the next nine games. The last time we made a nine-game proclamation. It's a pretty light stretch here, Mike. Indiana, Chicago, at Detroit, home against Detroit, Oklahoma City, Utah, Lakers, Clippers, Portland. Mm. How many do we need? I haven't really sat with this. The, the, when they had yeah. lost three in a row, and then I was like, this, this is... There's like, only got, one back-to-back in there. Yeah. It is at Utah, at Lakers. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to that Clippers game. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to like make it up. You know, okay. that one was so pure and like honest. Yeah. That's fair. Um, that I'm not going to force it, but they should continue. Everybody's healthy. Like the Sixers were one of the least healthy teams in the league for the first two months of the season. And they, you know, tread water for some of it and then got hot for some of it. And they look okay. You know, I would say um, largely this is if you, if before the season started, if you would have showed them like the record and where they are in the East and who they've beaten, I think you could go like, yeah, probably that's about right. But it's, it's felt more dramatic than that. Um, but you know, Max is back. I would, I would love to see them. I think over these games, they need to win a bunch of them, obviously, but over these games, I would really love to see like the Maxi Harden Embiid ecosystem start to work a little uh, again. And, and they've sort of gone away from that. And Maxi has taken some time to, to like reintegrate himself and get comfortable all stuff. It was really, it's fun to see him like attack the rim with, speed and touch like he's got such to have that much touch at that size going that fast up against like bigger guys it's really really impressive watching him do that because like he slows down in a way that you know he's not chris paul obviously um but watching him like absorb contact and still finish through it because Embiid's slowing down obviously harden was like the king of deceleration for much of his career but like Embiid's slowing down when he started to do that over the last like three or four years is what really made him so excellent. And when Zion does that, it's going to it's going to make him he's got so much so much room to grow Zion. It's going to make him like fully unstoppable. It's like slowing down and, and not doing the like just whacking it off the backboard and driving too hard that you can't slow, like stop yourself and knowing when you have the advantage and stuff. We did but, see a little Maxi Harden Mountain tonight, which was nice. Necessary. Yeah. Yeah. There's just no there's just there's not an argument. Do you have an argument for why PJ Tucker is playing basketball right now? Like why he's not resting his dead hand for a month? He wants to play, and Harden wants him to play. You think Hard? You think Harden has to be in charge of like? You you don't think like Daryl or Doc or Sam Cassell can go to PJ Tucker and say like, "Hey, take two weeks off. We signed you for three years. We need you to be healthy for three years. We need you to be relevant. You're a playoff player. He played 18 minutes tonight. He took one shot. Like he doesn't need to be there. He just doesn't need to be there. I thought he was pretty good tonight. He was fine. He just, we can't be doing one shot things. We just can't. He's so, so nothing of a factor offensively. So like disgustingly nothing of a factor offensively. And in games when Embiid is scoring 42 points on 24 shots, like maybe that doesn't matter. Maybe I'm overblowing it. But you watch him play and you're like, God, it seems awfully easy to cover this team a lot of the time when they have guys on the court that are not doing anything, that are not athletic, that are not at least going to, catch a lob or like hit a baseline cut or something like think about Sacramento. How many guys does Sacramento have that can just like go back door and rise up for a dunk and the Sixers have what? Like four, like it shouldn't be that hard. It seems like they're, we, we, we did the athleticism thing and they don't have it. They're like back to being what they used to be again, which is like, why aren't they, can't they be more athletic? Couldn't they be doing that? I I think one of the issues is that is the the only person they have to play his position is fucking Paul Reed. You know, like the, the, the only, and, and I think Harden likes playing with him and he wants to play. I don't fucking know. I, don't I would know. just I, give, I would just like, look, I'm not a, I'm not a PJ sucks guy. I'm not, I'm not a cut him. I'm not a, like he's, he can't be on the court at all. He needs to be better than he has been. And he doesn't need to be playing in January when his hand is dead. I would like him to heal his hand because he's going to matter more in April when he's playing, when he's covering Giannis, when he's covering Jason Tatum, any, anybody. It's important. I don't know if you can't talk to PJ Tucker and tell him like, Hey, please take a few games off. Then like 
Hire someone who can if you're scared of it. I don't understand. I don't understand. You're still going to get paid. He's not, they're not taking his money away. He's not like Kobe at the end of his career where he's trying to like rise up leaderboards of points. Like he's behind like Tyrone Hill in career points. Like who he doesn't, he's not trying to like get to 10,000 or whatever the fuck. Like let him sit. Please, God, take some paid vacation. It kills me. Um, but anyway, other than that, yeah, I mean, it was a pretty good game. I, I understand those vibe, vibes-ish because it's just like, wow, another game where I'd be dominated and like their weaknesses were still there. Um, but it's a weird, it's yeah. a weird NBA season, man. Like the no, like as good as the Nets look right now, the Nets look better right now. The only two times that an NBA team has looked like a champion this year are the Celtics for the first 15 games of the year yeah. and the Nets right now. Like, that's it. Like, like every other team has had three or four games, but no, mm-hmm. it is the most parody NBA ever. Not and I like, I like when there's a few fucking awesome NBA teams. I've I think said, there are a bunch of awesome NBA teams, but there's, mm-hmm. but there's because of like how many teams like get up threes and yeah. just schedule shit and sitting and stuff that anybody can win every, any night. Like I like, like I like that Indiana is like scrappy as hell and like a good team. And Tyrese Halliburton is the man. Yeah. And I, I, I like, I like, I like those things. I think it's, I, I, think I it's like when there's some season. awesome teams. It doesn't seem like there's any awesome teams. I think there, there will right be now. by March, April. We'll see. I think they'll come together. Can one one thing, one frustrating yeah. thing defensively. Yeah. Like two, the, the thing I was talking about before about how like their defense looks excellent. And then sometimes love the dumbest thing in the world happen. And you're like, how, how is this possible? I guess Boston has that sometimes too, where they are like look at each other and Marcus Smart and like Jalen Brown just are staring at each other. But like one play in this game, I think it was in the third quarter. Embiid makes a foul line jumper. Pelicans bring the ball down normally. Maxi and Niang find themselves covering the same guy. All of a sudden, Najee Marshall is open for a wide open three in the corner. And she's like, why does this happen? It feels like it happens all the time. It's like wide open and it's like a communication thing and it's like a willingness thing. And I, I don't understand how it happens so often. It feels like it happens a lot with this team more than it happens to other teams, but I don't know. Let's do some mailbag. Uh, I don't really have anything else. So why don't we do some mailbag? Right. Ricky Sanchez at gmail.com. I thought right. Yang was played some good defense on Zion. On, on Zion. There was a three minute stretch in the first half where Zion didn't, I, I think he, he ended up getting fouled once when he was on him, but I, th- I thought he did all right. Um, Yang, man, it is a shame he's not a little bit quicker on his feet yeah. because hey. he, he is a great regular season player for the Sixers. Honestly. I think he's going to he's gonna have some play. His, his, the, the, how quick he gets his shot off is so vital to this team. Like he's going to play in the playoffs again, no matter who they he has to play. He has to. He has to. All right. Hey, honestly, I think, I think thickness is quickness with, with George. <laughs> I'm going to start to sort of uh, push that forward in the universe. Thickness is thickness. <laughs> he can use his thickness for quickness. Uh, two things before we get to mailbag. First of all, there's like uh, 12 spots left in Fly the Process if you want to go to Austin and San Antonio with us in February. It's like it's almost completely sold out. So go to uh, rightstrickysanchez.com slash fly uh, with us and fans of Philly. We are going to see Brett Brown. Sixers play the Spurs. and Scrappy Spurs, scrappy Spurs team. Scrappy my, Spurs my Devin team. Vassell, your Jeremy Sohan. Jeremy Sohan, right. And we will stay three nights in Austin. And Joe from fans of Philly and I are working on a night in Austin maybe with some karaoke. So, Charles Bassey. Uh, oh, that might be fun. Charles Bassey, right? We should go. Oh, my, the ovation we're going to give Charles Bassey. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be great. What do you think, Doc? Or sorry, what do you think Brett and Charles Bassey talk about? Do they talk about how 
how much of a dick Doc is? Maybe, maybe. Maybe. Um, Brett's like, I wish I had you. I wish I had you in 2014, brother. I wish I would have been so great. A couple years younger. He points to Henry Sims. He's like, I played fucking that guy. (laughs) 30. He started. Henry Sims, inexplicably, I guess, in in this version on the Spurs coaching staff. Yeah. Um, I played him. uh, Adam Kasebe, the official realtor of the process. K-S-E-B-E. It's been a wild um, housing market over the last uh, couple of years, but slowly getting to the place where if you want to buy, like, you know, like interest rates are, are, are higher, which is not great for you, but there's, there's more houses than buyers. We're getting there. Adam Kasabi, the official realtor of the process. If you want a home, the Delaware beaches, you were thinking about maybe there, maybe you can work from home. Maybe you don't want to be near a big city anymore. You're thinking, oh, I'd love to live near the shore. You don't want to live at the Jersey shore. Taxes are through the roof. You live at the Delaware shore where the taxes are much lower and you have a great realtor. Adam Kasebe, K-S-E-B-E. Adam Kasebe and his team cover all of Delaware and Maryland. They're based out of Long and Foster and Bethany Beach. Uh, there are so many great Delaware shore points, Bethany, Lewis, Rehoboth. Uh, Dewey, all of the like amazing spots in Delaware. And if you just want to live maybe in Wilmington, maybe in a normal suburb, maybe in Maryland, Adam Kasabi is the king of the Delaware beaches. The king, K-S-E-B-E, uh, has helped so many of our listeners both buy and sell in Delaware. Um, and the other thing is, I've mentioned Delaware and Maryland. Now he can't sell or buy you or, or help you buy a home in New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania. But if you need a realtor and you don't have one, you go to Kasabi first, he will interview realtors for you and find the perfect realtor for you. Um, He is passionate about it. He works hard when it's hard, like it is now. You know, a couple years ago, all realtors, everything was easy for them. You know, they're just showing up. This guy will work for you. He will keep you informed. He will know about the houses before they go up for sale. This is who you need. Adam Kasebe, K-S-E-B-E. Give him a call, 302-864-8643. That's a cell, so you can text him too. 302-864-8643. Or email adam at processrealtor.com. That is Adam Kasebe, the official realtor of the process. All right, mailbag, write streakysanchez at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 833-LICKFACE. This comes from Sarah. Hi, Spike Mike and TJ. Mm. She writes. God is li- Yep. I've been listening to the pod religiously with my fiance. For is CJ little- smiling? Can you see him, Spike? I can't see him. Fuck. Oh, you're fucking. CJ, dude. this is your moment. Are Take you smiling? That. Right in my back. There he yeah. is. <laughs> CJ Bob's on. Attaboy. I've been listening to the pod religiously with my fiance for a little over a year. He's listened longer, but it's something we now do together and really enjoy. That is so nice to me. I really do enjoy that. We recently moved to the beach in Delaware and we've been trying to make friends. Occasionally, we've been seeing someone wearing a Sixers gear and I want to know what is a good, quick way to ask if they listen to the pod and as well, uh, let we know that, let that, let them know that we listen too. Is that the intention of you? Are you down with TTP? Should I expect them to answer? Yeah, you know, lick phase. Is there another catchphrase or signal we don't know about? Well, that's certainly the intention. That is the one. It's a, it's a dicey proposition. Well, let's put it this way. If you do it and they answer, that's a real one. That's I mean, a real one. We've been doing it for like six years now. So Someone yes. did it to me. I haven't, I haven't met a listener in the wild in a long time. Mm. Um, but like five or six years ago, someone saw me at the, at the, uh, landmark theater in, in, 
in Mid City here, mm-hmm. uh, which like closed, and so this is not. It's like a this is a historic memory at this point, and they uh, approached me at a movie theater in the wild, and I I was so disarmed by them doing that that I guess I'm not even a real one. I didn't even say it at the time. <laughs> I said I've said it in New York three times. Wow. W- once in my building, the, the most of the floors in my building are owned by uh, Google. So some guy that uh, works at Google said it to me. But yeah, that's that's what it's for. It was actually I was at a charity event once, and a few guys came up to me and they were like, "We need a code word." I'll never forget it. It was at a uh, a charity event for a, a, a kid that had passed away. Um, a lacrosse, uh, a lacrosse player and three of the guys came up and they told me we needed it. And that's came up with it on the podcast. So there it is. So yes. And her non-basketball question, do you use Q-tips? I've heard they're bad for me, but I can't stop. Won't stop. If you're firm anti-Q-tip, how do you clean your ears? I actually, I don't know if you have guidance on this. I have guidance on this. Uh, I kind of use them and decide, fuck my eardrums. So they are not good for you. Um, what you're supposed to do and here's what works is as long as you have a, a, a steady, like firm stream in your shower, warm water directly into the ear canal is what works best. Um, and they, they actually make like a, if you have a lot of wax in there, they make something called Debrox, which like loosens it or whatever. And then warm water, you can use Q-tips around the edge of the ears, but you're not supposed to go inside. You can do damage that I way. Go, I go right the fuck in. Uh. <laughs> I bang that thing in there. Oh, I, I dunk on myself. Don't do that. I alley-oop Q-tip into my brain. Oh, my God. 833-LICKFACE is the voicemail number. Let's see if it works, if I don't fuck it up. Hey, guys. This is Craig from Lancaster County. Real quick thing. I uh, just watched the Tobias interview. Um, that was awesome. First question, do we sign him to a max and, um, and when? I mean, we re-signed Tobias, right? I mean, even if it's as a, as a bench coach, but, but I mean, he's with us forever at this point, I think. And then the other quick question is for setting up that interview, did you guys reach out and ask about getting a player or getting Tobias or did the Sixers just reach out like, Hey, do you want Tobias on the podcast? I'm just curious how that started. Um, anyway, sign Tobias to a max and give him a player option. Wow. Wow. There you it go. was a positive interview. Obviously, this is why this is why people should be they should be reaching out to us all the time. Sure, being like, we got we got this guy. You know, you want to talk to Jaden Springer for forty five minutes. Absolutely. One, I forget who I was talking to about it. Everyone who who ends up coming on or does an event or whatever has a good time. I, th- I think we I think we we uh, I I thought we did right by Tobias in that thing. We did right Always. by the audience and right by Tobias for sure. As Have we ever how, not done right by somebody? No. Oh, of course not. Were we nice enough to Eric Snow? Mm -hmm. Yes, we were nice. I had to ask him about falling asleep Mm -hmm. at the end, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And as far as how it happened, I I would say that the, the, without, without specifically laying it out, the Sixers um, have been always, uh, especially in recent years, respectful of the Ricky. And Why, uh, why recent years specifically? Uh, well, I mean, since Dave Schaller got there, um, I think Dave has been, Dave is their, their VP of comms and Rob King has been good to us too, um, has been respectful. I, I think, was teeing you up for a Colangelo thing, but oh, that's right. also probably well, right. But when Brian Colangelo left, yeah. I mean, Daryl being there, I think is helpful as well, but Dave, Dave has always been respectful of us. But I think the organization in general, uh, well, the other thing that happened is a certain CEO is 
Is where his feet are. Yes, where his feet are. But uh, I would say that there's there's regular communication and they are, they never tell us what to say. They never come down on us for being hard on the team. Oh, it'd be great None if they told us what to say. Yeah. I'll be, be so so I, don't have to, I don't have to come up with questions. You guys want to give me them? Right. That'd be awesome. So much easier. Um, this comes. It, it is. Wait, no, the Tobias Max contract, uh, interesting question, because okay. I've been considering like, I don't think they're going to trade him this year because of the salary matching. Yeah. Thing. It, it just like, tough. just doesn't, it's too much. I think in an off season, there's a chance that there's more of a possibility of that. But if it doesn't happen, then you go into next year and he's an expiring contract. I, I don't know. I think that there's a chance that they, that they re-sign him to something. It's obviously not going to be a max deal. And if he doesn't want to be here doing the same thing that he's doing now, then I guess there's a chance that he would go like, no, nah, I'd rather just see what I can get elsewhere on the open market and see if I can get more of a role or something. But I, if, he could, if he would sign for like, you know, how, so how old, how old is Tobias right now? Is he 29? 30. 30. He's 30 right now? Mm-hmm. So he's 30 right now, yeah. Uh, turns 31 uh, in July. So then he'll be 31, almost 32 going into next offseason. If he's willing to do like two years, 50 million or something. Oh, I think he's less than that. I don't think he's making 40 plus million dollars a year right now, buddy. Yeah, I know. But I think he's like, I think he's like a 360 guy. Yeah, I was I was saying two twenty five because then you could go. You don't have to pay him until he's like thirty six or something, yeah. a little bit younger. But in I, in that range, I think so. Then you can go like, okay, we're not going to let him walk for nothing. Well, if you let him walk for nothing, then you don't get to use you don't get to just use a forty million dollar salary spot to sign somebody because it's not on your player. There's Sixers Adam will explain all this shit. But <laughs> the wrench is if Harden walks, because if Harden walks, you have the opportunity for flexibility with no by trading Tobias because like all of a sudden you have you know all you're committed to is like you know normal movable contracts like Mm -hmm. you could if Harden walked and you have Tobias Harris on an expiring all of a sudden you have a lot of flexibility I think yeah that's I think that's right that's right so but but I think there's not a if Harden stays which is I would say likely then they're not just going to let hard Tobias walk for nothing. Sure. Daryl did that with George Hill and that was that whole thing was a debacle. Tobias is obviously more money and more more of a factor, but yeah, I'm interested to see what that what that happens. I'm interested I would be interested to know what conversations are happening in the front office about Tobias. What are they considering a trade for him in the future? Are they thinking about a what a contract for him would cost? Are they talking to his dad about that? We didn't ask Tobias about what it's like to have his dad as his agent. That that would have been that would have been a good question. Um, well, that's the next pod, the next hour. He should come back Tobias. on. We should have a yes. weekly segment with Tobias. Um, but it's it's definitely more of a possibility that they that he resigns for something in between, like the player he is right now, which is like as far as his role is, which is like you know, 18, 20 million and what he's getting paid right now, which is obviously too much. So like in the 25, 25 to 30, 27, like that kind of thing, I think would be like, okay, I don't think Tobias is going to take like a massive pay cut. Um, I think there's a level of like respect there. And I think his dad's going to obviously try to get all, all he can, but if he likes it here and they, and they make a run, you know, I don't know, long, long way away, but it's interesting to think about. Uh, by the way, I think, uh, 
Donovan Mitchell scored like 70 points. So I know. I just, I got the alert. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, email writes to Ricky Sanchez at gmail.com. This comes from Arun. Hi, uh, Spike and Mike. I've been listening so long. My daughter, who was in uh, elementary school, is now a freshman in college. <laughs> Thank you. That is a real thing, by the way. Thank you for the holiday pods. I caught COVID on Christmas Eve. I had to skip mm. all the festivities and quarantine away from home. Fortunately, I have a mild case, but with your pods, I was bored shitless and desperate for a way to speed up the whole testing negative process. After some internet sleuthing, it turns out CBD has been clinically proven to shorten the length of COVID. So a buddy of mine dropped off right. some half CBD, half THC mints. I figured if I was going to get high while quarantining, while quarantining, I might as well watch Sixers games on League Pass that I saved on my DVR and refused to watch, including the winning streak. I knew this was a bad idea because I've learned over the years that caring always leads to immediate disappointment, but I did it anyway. I watched 12 games, including the entire winning streak back to back. The main thing I learned after all those games is that Mike is right. Montrez Harrell is much better when you're stoned. Basketball <laughs> question. Is it okay to feel sorry for Ben Simmons when you see what he's become, even if he's unrepentant for who he is? I think so. Yeah. I think so too. I think, I think inside of him, there is uh, a lot of, uh, this sounds weird for somebody who's like a, you know, a world-class athlete on the currently best team in the NBA making $30 million a year. But like all of those things don't change what's going on inside. And it, there's a part of it where he is aware, but does not confront like what he was never able to confront in the first place. And I, I do, I think it probably sucks for him. Um, but also I like making fun of it. Did he make a free throw tonight? I don't know. He didn't make a free throw from uh, in all of December. So um, non-basketball question. In your Philly mind, does the success of Tyrese Maxey equal out to Jordan Mylotta or is he Jalen Hurts? I think it's closer to Hurts. Closer to Hurts, yeah. Yeah, Mylotta was, was a, such a flyer. Shake is Mylotta. Uh, um, 54th pick. Yeah. Um, you know, undrafted. There's something about like, you know, I mean, I guess he's not. Maybe B-Ball Paul would be more of a Mylotta going like, this guy played. It's, it's you know, we don't talk about this enough. His name is Basketball Paul. He went to DePaul. And I, I've said yeah. that before, but it's yeah. important to make clear that he also went to DePaul. It's almost, it, it's better than Nerland's New Orleans. You yes, know? by yeah. a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Bebo Paul going from like a raw project, although he did put up stats at, at DePaul. Um, go, and being like a playable backup center in the playoffs last year is, was, was pretty big. But Milata's just really good and has a beautiful but, voice. By the way, um, uh, Ben Simmons, uh, zero for zero from the line tonight. There you go. So he did. By the Speaking way, Shake, just because I brought yeah. him up, um, he had another bad game tonight. Yeah. Um, wow, Max, he's bad. He was, he was bad in both New Orleans games. He only played 12 and 13 minutes between them and just didn't really do much, was kind of invisible. He was bad against Washington, too. So he was good against the Thunder. He played 38 minutes, got, got fully comfortable, had 18 points on 14 shots, five rebounds, four rebounds, five assists. Um, looked good. Always fun to watch him play when he's, he's from Oklahoma. So it was fun to watch him play there. Um, I think they're going to trade him. I think, I think shake is a, is a yeah. good trade candidate for this team. I, I agree. Um, because I, he makes, he's going to make too much money this offseason. I think, I think for them to be able to afford him, he's, he should get more than Korkmaz got. And, you know, Melton is kind of, I, I would probably rather have Melton for a longer term deal um, than pay shake. And I, I wonder if just like 
shake becomes a sweetener in some other deal if they finally make a consolidation trade or something because i don't know see letting them walk for nothing feels like not great and it it does really feel like he's he's a good player and and can be like if not starting then at least like more of an offensive factor on a, on a lot of teams in this league teams that are not as like you know so centered on one or two guys yep um and it just he doesn't look as good or as comfortable just sort of sitting in the corner for 12 minutes a game no he needs he needs the ball and he needs minutes you know yeah but he's i mean he's helpful not that not that he's unhelpful to this team and you know when when harden's out or maxi's out or whatever um or just like sometimes he gets hot in a stretch and and doc decides to leave him in for longer like he's helpful but i just as as far as value goes like he's really proven that he's a capable player in this league and um he can do things that the sixers kind of don't need him to do or don't allow him to do and so i I would i'd be interested you know trade deadline is a month and a half away so i'm interested to see what happens there uh speaking of b-ball paul from depaul we got this voicemail at 833 lickface hey spike mike and cj i just wanted to give you a little example of the b-ball paul uh customer service experience I, i recently reached out to him uh, mentioned I was a little concerned about the $100 for a hoodie because it's not what I typically uh, spend. I mentioned my wife may be mad at me, and he said... I want to be clear that the shipping is free. LOL, I don't want to get wifey mad at you. So not only is B-Ball Paul an excellent customer service person, but he's also looking out for my marriage. That's so um, Didn't big thumbs up, cheaper. B-Ball Paul, keep killing it. Probably not going to buy it because it's too expensive. But <laughs> thumbs up, love you, love you guys. Bye. Could it could have been a discount? He could you could give me like uh you know give twenty percent off. All of a sudden you're still like wow twenty percent off. It's a good deal. It's still eighty bucks for a hoodie, Paul. You can still get. You got to be recu- recouping some some positive value there. Well, I wonder what I wonder what the you know Tobias said he's working on it yeah, with them. Cheaper and they cost. were sitting next to each other on the bench tonight. And I wanted I want to know we should we should mic up. Tobias and B-Ball Paul conversation. Oh, we should be allowed God. to hear them. Yeah. And, you know, credit to B-Ball Paul. He's lost all of his playing time and he still seems to be a hype bench guy, which yeah, I have a lot part. of respect for. Yeah. He all picked right. up Joel after he did, Joel did the little breakdancing thing yep. after he finished. That was a nice finish. Mm-hmm. God, he's so good. I have only complaints about him. It's, it's, <laughs> it's not reasonable. Um, here, why don't we get rid of this and this will be our last one. 833 Lickface. Hey, Spike, Mike, and CJ. Nicholas from Tampa here. Love the pod and I'm a proud B-Ball Paul Victory Tour show owner. Spike, you recently tweeted your cough continues to persist, especially in the evening hours. As a fellow flu sufferer, I wonder if we can blame the Sixers for damages. All that yelling about B-Ball Paul minutes and Simmons shenanigans has to impede the lungs, right? Non-basketball question. My cough at night really is a killer. What remedies do you suggest? Health and happiness in the new year. P.S. Mike, Mamma Mia 2 is a delightful film, but My Love, My Life is the best song. Mm. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, it's a nice song. It just just doesn't bang the way the other ones do. Um, But it's touching, (laughs) for sure. Uh, From Uh, a coughing standpoint, uh, I am now on my fourth drug. Um, I took a steroid and an inhaler and some chest thing. And I went through the steroid and now I'm on some other cough medication. I'm starting to get better. If if you don't have a humidifier in your bedroom, put a humidifier in there and don't lay on your back. And somebody suggested Do you think it's do you think you're like you're not your ears aren't like fully open because you're using water instead of Q tips? Do you think that's why your cough is 
<laughs> no, ear, nose, and throat is ten- generally connected. <laughs> no. You think that might be it? Somebody suggested I do a neti pot before bed, but I've been always terrified of neti pots. So I haven't. Oh, I've done neti pot. It's uh, fun and yeah. weird. Yeah, it's, it feels, it seems weird, but yeah. it's it's better than it was a week ago. I would say that. I, I thought about jumping out of my window about a week ago. It was terrible. So, hey, right. how about that Jaden Springer play? Uh, the one in at, at the Oklahoma City one? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you got some minutes. Got some minutes. <laughs> Just fucking play him. Just no. give me, sometimes play him. Nah. Sometimes play him. Just decide. He's going to be in whatever trade there is. I know. Yeah. But so, like, just play. Doc needs to, like, he needs to simultaneously care more about the games mm. and less. Yeah. Like, care more in the sense of just, like, don't just do the same shit every time. Try something. And care less in the sense that, you know, something that might, sometimes it might not work. You don't need to play Joel 42 minutes. Like, give the young guys some run here and there. <sighs> what a weird Jay, season. Springer. Give me 10 minutes a game for, like, three weeks. And then, and then don't play him in the playoff. I'm not saying like he's a playoff fan. Just like, give me something. Well, if, you get, if you're going to play Springer, then you can't play Matisse too. I don't think. Yeah, okay. Well, or Matisse right. starts for PJ and then Springer takes Matisse's role. I'm fine with Daniel House never playing. Okay. Yeah, but I'm, I'm with you on that one. But he did take the bullet for the sex in the bubble. So yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying don't pay him. Right, 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 right. It's a good point. It's a good point. Well, Mike's going to be out for what? week and a half something like that two pods yeah. right you're out two Going pods back to memphis for young rock my episode of young rock i i'm pretty sure is on friday so if you haven't caught up in season three yet do it on peacock or hulu my episode comes out i think it's friday i'm pretty sure it's this friday um so watch it and then watch the rest of the season it's very good Dwayne the rock johnson you've heard of him I actually don't know who's filling in for Mike. Our next pod will be this weekend. We'll, there'll be two non-Mike pods. I don't know who's filling in yet. So if you have, if you want to fill in, <laughs> call in. Call in. You have any suggestions? Long yeah. voicemails. Yeah, long. I could do a whole voicemail pod. I, I think. know you could myself. Yeah, it would be. Everybody would hate it. CJ, what do you think? Everybody would hate that, right? If I did an all voice. Uh, yeah, it wouldn't be our best performing, uh, <laughs> of the year so far. Wow. But, wow. Okay. But we, uh, yeah, you could do it. We could do it. It could work. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll get somebody. We'll get somebody. All right. Well, Mike, safe travels. And, uh, let's, I'm saying out of those nine. Is it nine? Is it nine again? Is that what you read? It's nine. It's nine. It feels like it should be seven. Um, that's safe. They're yeah. 21 and 14 right now. Yeah. Or no, 20. F- shout out Eric Seidman. They are they have the fifth best point differential in the NBA, which seems fake as well. Yeah. It's yeah. all very odd. Yeah, it's a weird season. It's weird all very game. odd. Oh, and wait, 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 last thing, and then we'll go. Um there was a, a bunch of Rice Ricky Sanchez listeners. I think it was the Reddit or the Twitter group or whatever, have a fantasy football league. And uh there's it wasn't fantasy football championship supposed to be last week, last weekend, if you play fantasy football, but it's this no, weekend. This, this weekend. Okay. Uh, uh, I, Sixers Rye, run the Stay Free My Goose team. We are in the championship weeks of the Ricky Fantasy Football League. It is Stay Free My Goose versus the Pick Swapped. First wow. weekend almost complete, almost completed with Stay Free, Free My Goose in the lead with 99 to 83. And we have both people in the Monday night game tomorrow. Oh, what? Uh, with the finals being next weekend. Team Colangelo's Burners will finish the season in last place with a record of 3-11. and 11, That all and sounds we'll have very to, good. 
Yeah. And we'll have to do any punishment we decide on here, unless you still want to do the Greg Monroe jersey. So we get to decide on the punishment. Um, and P.S. There was a pod a few weeks ago talking about Ricky Babies, and my wife and I have one. Juno Joel Young. Wow. He was, yeah, it's a great name. Juno, Joel Young. He was born on February 9th, the night before the trade deadline. So um, not only did we get rid of Ben, we got Harden and I got a son and sent along the photo. So good deal. Good luck to both the pick swapped and stay free, my goose, in the Ricky Fantasy Football League. Um, Sixers should be able to win seven in a row. They've already won two Pacers, oh Bulls, Pistons, Pistons, Thunder, uh, at, most of them at home. Yeah. Could Maybe be we'll get the nine, the nine that was promised. <laughs> Then you go Jazz and Lakers. Yeah. No, they'll, they'll lose to the Lakers again. Yeah. They'll absolutely lose the ninth game to the Lakers. All right. So go eight, go eight, eight in a row and then a loss to the Lakers. Sounds you good. Go. We'll talk to you next time. Are you down with TTP? Yeah, you know, Lickface. If you don't fuck with me, then I, then I won't fuck, fuck with you. If you don't fuck with me, then I won't fuck with you. But if you fuck with me, I'm gonna fucking kill you! That's a friend.